Hey everybody, good morning, John Millen with Benefit Hackers. Today I have a special episode I'm gonna call Pulling Back the Curtain. I don't do these types of episodes very often. Um, Some people view them as a little, not negative, but controversial, but I think it's important. I've seen something occur a number of times here this year, and I wanna just educate people about what's going on behind the curtain. So this is for anyone that makes benefit decisions for companies doesn't matter your title. So if you're involved in that role of making benefit decisions for the organization, you're going to want to listen to this. And the issue is related to worksite voluntary benefits. These are 100% employee paid, payroll deducted benefits with companies like uh, Allstate, Transamerica, Aflac, Colonial, Combined Insurance, MetLife, Unum, Trustmark, um, Boy, I could go on and on and on. I'm probably miss, leaving out a bunch. It, the, the carrier doesn't matter. It's not about the carrier. It's about the technique that's being used what, what, with what I call the three-year flip. What is the three-year flip? So this is where I'm going to pull back the curtain for you because I think it's important you understand what's going on behind the scenes whenever you have worksite voluntary benefits in play at your company and someone comes along and they says they want to flip it. And this happens usually every three years, tradition practice. And I'm gonna explain why. And it's infuriating to me when people do this for no reason other than the three-year flip. And it's money motivated, it's commission driven, which is the absolute wrong way to conduct this practice. So that's why I'm peeling back the curtain and I wanna give you an inside look. We have been involved in the voluntary benefit industry for 18 years. So I have a lot of experience and I've seen a lot of things go on this year that I'm not happy about. So I'm gonna try to let you guys know in in advance because ultimately whose decision is it on what benefits you put in place at your company? Is it the broker? No. Is it the carrier rep? No, it's you. You have the ultimate decision. Do not let anyone bully you around to making decisions if your gut is telling you something doesn't feel right. Push back. If you're not sensing it's right, then don't do it. Your employees rely on your fiduciary, in quotes, fiduciary responsibility or your responsibility to look out for them. All right? I'm very clear on this. So it's your job, not the broker, not the carrier rep that you went to high school with, not anyone else, not a fancy webinar you're on, not a conference you went to where some great speaker talked about stuff. You, the, the company, the owner, the HR, CFO. Okay, enough. So what's the three-year flip? This is where you have in play, in place voluntary benefits. So these are things like worksite benefits, cancer, accident plans, critical illness insurance, hospital confinement, maybe even a legal plan, maybe an identity theft plan. Um, Things of that nature that are what we call worksite voluntary supplemental plans. Really great plans. I would say this. This is not about the plan offering itself. Those are phenomenal plans that every, almost every group should have, I believe, no matter how rich your medical plan is. Um, so I'm not talking about necessarily the dental envision plans or the employer paid disability or the employer paid life insurance. Those, I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to worksite voluntary benefits. These are payroll deducted benefits 
that typically are fully portable without loss of rate and are unique in terms of accident coverage, cancer, critical illness, hospital confinement, legal plans, and so forth. All right, so I want to be very clear about that. I'm a big fan and we place these a lot. So it's really good products out there. The issue I have is when after about three years, when someone brings in a one of these carriers with those products, about three years later, they start talking about, you know, we need to bid out the, the worksite volunteer. Just like we bid out medical dental vision, you know, we got to bid it out. And all of a sudden, the, the decision you made on the cancer plan or the accident plan three years ago is not really the best plan anymore because it's changed so much that we need to change carriers. And there's always a good reason, always good points. And I am saying that sometimes it is legitimate. Like sometimes there is the, the, there was a, just a bad call made on that and you make a change. Or sometimes the plan that's being recommended to change to is actually better. Maybe better coverage for less, for less money. This happens a lot with us. I'm not having an issue with that. I'm not saying you should never change. There are times when you should change. When it's blatantly obvious, you should change. My issue when I pull back the curtain is you're just change. When a broker typically is driving this decision, when a broker changes the worksite carrier and comes up with some reasons why, and you're like, you know, I'm not having any problems with it. My employees like it. Rates are good. Coverage is good. You know, we're not we're not price shopping. We're not looking for the cheapest accident plan that has the cheapest coverage. Why is this happening? It's because of the high-low commission that's paid on these benefits, typically. Not every carrier, but a lot of them will pay a very high upfront commission when you place the business. It can be usually 60 to 70 to 80% commission on the premium the first year. And then it drops to 5 or 8%. Maybe 10 is, is, is stretching it. All right, So it's a high-low or heaped commission. So you get a real f- high upfront commission, then years two and three, it's lower. And around year three or four, broker says, we need to, we need to, we need to bid out the voluntary, worksite voluntary, just like everything. You go, yeah, that makes total sense. And oh my gosh, every three years, you're changing carriers. In my opinion, and this is from personal experience, a lot of the time this is made is to, is to get another 60 or 70% commission hit on the same block of premium it's the same people flipping carriers over and the broker is getting a very high percentage of of commission on that first year and then second third it drops and then this cycle repeats it's called the three-year flip no one talks about this brokers have slipped up many times with me on the phone saying that's the reason why and i go oh so it's about the commissions." no 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 it's not about the commissions like you just said it was it slipped. I know it is. You can't fool me. I, I'm in the industry. So my point to you is be very careful if this is happening. And it's happened to two big companies this year that I've seen. Now, if the current coverage is bad, if the service is poor, if the rates are inflated, if the coverage is too low, I'm not saying you shouldn't change. But I will tell you this. I have some clients that I've had for a decade with the same worksite carrier. I have a, a professional organization in the finance industry. We've had for 10 years, now it's 11 years, sorry, this year, 11 years. And we have never 
changed their plan. I could have. I could have changed carriers easy. I could have made up, I could have made an argument to do it. Why didn't I? Because the current carrier in place is solid. The employees like the benefits. It's got good participation. It's a stable group. They're using it. They locked in their rates on critical illness at a lower age. We got tremendous guaranteed issue on the first offer. All these reasons. Why would I change? The only reason I would change is if A, the plans are not performing like we thought, and that's not the case. Or B, hey, I want another 60% commission on a $50,000 premium. That's 30 grand. Easily every three years I could have flipped because I'm, I'm an independent broker. I have access to all the carriers, but I don't because it's not the right decision. It's not about me making a 60, 70% first year and then 10 or five the next year. So be very careful. I know this is a little controversial. I know it makes you a little uncomfortable when people talk about this. I've seen it, but I'm just, you know, if you're going to listen to a behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain, so to speak, I'm going to shoot straight with you. And um, I want you to be aware of what's happening because it's happening right now and it's sad. It's sad that someone that is a licensed insurance agent that has a code of ethics and every year takes ethics continuing education to do the right thing, to play by the prudent person rule and to make the right decision for the employee and the, and the client it's being violated and I've had so many experiences over 18 years where I've seen this and after the fact I've looked at the coverage and I said this coverage is worse the guaranteed issue is worse the age banding on everyone is higher so the rates are higher so now you've taken away the coverage made it worse and cost more and you can get less under guaranteed issue like why? Just because you get upset, just because someone at the corporate level says we need to, how much revenue are we driving? So we need to flip to get 60, 70%. That's what's going on. Or, oh, we need to consolidate our vendors. That's, hey, I can make that argument all day long, but that's not enough reason to take something that's been in place for four, five, six, seven, eight years that's working amazingly well. The employees are finally getting traction on, this is how I do a claim. This is what my benefit is. This is how it pays out. You start getting used to the, the, the intricacies of making it work and then you change it up. And then all of a sudden you're like, what do you mean? Oh, I, for claims I have to do a paper form? What about the online form submission? What about a phone-based uh, short-term disability claim? You mean I have to actually do a form, piece of paper? Oh my gosh, where do I get the paper? All these things have changed in that process or in the consolidation effort. You're like, wait a minute. Um, they're actually from the same company, but it's two different billing platforms. So you're still going to get two bills. It's not one bill. It's the same company with two bills. And one is list bill and one is self bill. So, you know, there's all this nonsense up front to make the switch just to make a switch. And in my opinion, too many times for the three-year flip to get that high first year. So there it is. If you want some more information or if you want um, some in-depth knowledge about maybe how different carriers pay, I'll talk to you about it. I'll tell you exactly any worksite carrier I work with, I'll tell you exactly how they pay. It's not a secret. It's filed with the state. Like it's not private information. (laughs) 
Like this company pays 70% first year, 5%. This company pays um, 50% in a 25. This one pays 90 and four, whatever. It's a piece of the puzzle, but be very aware of the three-year flip. I hope this is helpful. If it helps one person at one company prevent this from happening, this podcast will be well worth it. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great day.